Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast presented by Triune Outreach Ministry, founders prophet Aaron Miller and evangelist Rashonda Miller. Triune Outreach Ministry was created to connect the church with the community to grow spiritually, mentally, and physically for the sole purpose of kingdom building. It is our prayer that this broadcast not only enlightens and grows you, but also transforms and strengthens you. If you have any special prayer requests, please comment, message, or email Ministry at gmail.com. To sow into this ministry, cash app, dollar sign, triune outreach. Again, thank you for tuning in today. Be blessed. Love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I'll praise you, I'll lift you up, and I'll magnify your name. Oh, that's why my heart is filled with praise. Can y'all just help me worship today? My heart, my mind, my soul belongs to you. You paid the price for me way back on Calvary. That's why I'll praise you. I'll lift you up and I'll magnify your name. Oh, that's why my heart is filled with praise. Oh, that's why, that's why my heart is filled with praise. Heavenly Father, we come by just now just to say thank you. Dear God, thank you for everything that you're about to do in this broadcast on today. Thank you, dear God, for each and every person that's tuned in. Dear God, I'm asking you right now to go through the airwaves and touch each and every person individually. Dear God, touch their families, touch their loved ones, touch those that are just connected to them, dear God. Dear God, right now, we claim your favor over each and every person that's watching. We asking right now, dear God, that you allow me to be used as your empty vessel. Dear God, give me a word to give to your people. Allow me, dear God, just to flow through you. We asking you, dear God, just to continue to bless us, to continue to be with us. And these blessings we give in your name, dear God. Amen and amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you all for tuning in on today. We're going to jump right into the word. But first, I'm giving honor and all honor to God just for the opportunity to minister to you. Thank you so much for tuning in again just to hear a word from God. On today, we're going to be speaking from Psalms 27 and 8. And the topic is the steps to seeking God's presence. 
Psalms 27 and 8 says, My heart says, Seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. And such a sort scripture, I want to pull a few topics from it. The first topic, and excuse me if I'm a little nervous. If anybody that truly knows me know that I'm a behind-the-camera girl. I don't like being in front of the camera. But God gave me this word to give to his people, and I just want to be obedient. So I'm asking you to pray with me as I push through. Um, a few topics we want to speak on. Topic one is choosing. You have to first choose to seek God. The second topic we're going to touch on is find time daily to seek God. And the last topic that we're going to touch on is seek God through Psalms. And many of us are familiar with Psalms and we, we go to Psalms whenever we, we want that song to sing. But not only for that song to sing, Psalms is such encouragement to all Christians. So we're going to touch on that a little bit. The first topic, choose to see God. Choosing to see God requires decision and a desire. In most cases, we decide to seek God when all other options have failed. When we've tried it on our own, when our back against the wall, when we have nothing else or no, way, no other way out, then we choose to seek God. Even though most of us grew up with that praying grandmother and that Bible-carrying mama and that stern daddy that was rooted in the Word, somewhere down the line, we lost our faith and trust in God. During my youth, I could never understand or grasp why God was so important. And yes, I was taught that God created us and that Jesus died for us. And I knew all the Bible verses. I knew them in order and verbatim. And I was brought up in church and all those wonderful things. But growing up, I just never understood why it was so important to have God in my life. Well, let's rewind the clock. And in my adult life, all the trials and the tribulations, and some trials and tribulations I went through as a child. But once I got to that point in my life where my back was against the wall and I had nowhere else to turn, that's when I truly, for myself, desired the relationship and the presence of God. I could take up the whole broadcast just giving different testimonies on why I chose to see God's face. But just know that what you see is a work in progress. I have some scars, some bruises. I'm not perfect. God knows I make my mistakes daily. But I still have that desire to live for Christ and to be always in alignment with God's word. I'm still under construction as I always tell my kids, but I'm not what I used to be. Matthew 6 and 33 tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all the righteousness, all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Your role to seeking God, many of us, many of us want to judge Every journey is different. Nobody wants to judge you. We are not here to condemn you. The only thing that matters is that we have the same goal to seek God's face. Now, you may ask, how do we seek God? 
And this brings us to our next topic. After you have made the decision to accept God, after you have put in your heart that God, I live for God, I live for God, I die, then the steps to seek God and develop that relationship with God. First, we must find time daily to seek God, which brings us to our topic, our second topic. Like any relationship, we must put in the work. It is our obligation, our obligation to find time, not only to pray and ask God for things, because we can get caught up into that. God, I need this. God, I need that. But we must also find time to listen to the voice of God, to see what it is that God would have us to do. Because remember, it's a two-way street. It's a, a relationship. So if you were in a relationship where all you did was give, 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 you wouldn't be very happy in that relationship. So that relationship that we develop with God, we must not only go to God asking God for things, but we must also be obedient and listen to those things that God would have us to do. Just like I told you, I was not prepared to give a word today. But God tugged at me and God said, look, I got this word for you to give. And I had to be obedient because that is my obligation and this relationship with God. So we must put in the work. We must spend time with him daily. We must spend time with him to develop our relationship, to get it stronger. And we always hear people say, oh, since growing up, study to show thyself a fool. We love to quote that scripture. But it's not just studying on one day out the week. It's not just waking up, going to Sunday school. It's not just going to Bible study. It's not just tuning in. It's not just coming to church on Sunday or tuning into church on Sunday. But we must seek God's word and God, that relationship with God daily. That is our obligation. So somewhere along the day, we have 24 hours in a day, we must dedicate some time to spend with God. Shut everything out. Put everybody out. Find our secret closet and spend that time with God. Once you develop that relationship with God, there will be absolutely nothing that anybody or anyone can tell you about God, about our God. Because we would have that relationship, just like our children. Before you somebody come and tell you your child did something, you know what they're capable of. You know if it sounds like your child. Well, that is the same way with God. Nobody can't tell us what God can't do because we didn't develop that relationship to understand what God can do. We know who God is. We know he's capable. We know that he is exceedingly abundantly above all things. So even when we're in the midst of a situation, when some people are trying to tell us, hey, where's your God now? We know that whatever it is that God has us going through, that it's only a test. That he's still standing right there to support us. And we know that there's no weapon formed against us that will prosper. Because that is a promise that God made to us. So we have to be, have to be in relationship with God. I love the book of Psalms. Because it's a song of praise. It speaks about God's work. About his creation. It speaks about those wonderful things that even a babe in Christ can easily understand and easily interpret. 
oftentimes like I, I tell y'all all the time I always talk about my babies because they're my world they're my life and I, I get inspired from them because to me it's just amazing how well at, at young ages that they grasp the concept of knowing who God is and oftentimes we visit the book of Psalms and we talk about the book of Psalms because it is it's easy to interpret and it's easy to put in their language and it's easy for them to understand. Well, that's the same way when we are babes in Christ. We don't have to start from the beginning of the Bible. We know God created us. When we come to Christ, we already know that. But it's in those books that we can hear about different revelations and we can sing praises to God because we can see his works and we could easily understand it. Even if you don't get the Bible study that week, you can, you can read, read Psalms and understand it. So in your walk with Christ, start from the book of Psalms. Start from the book of Psalms. And one of my favorite is Psalms 103, 2 through 5, because God reveals his character. And like I said, that brings us to our third topic where we have to seek God through the book of Psalms. But God reveals his character. This passage begins with David. He's just tallying up. He's tallying up and letting us know all the things that God is. And the verse says, praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. And he just goes to, to tallying it off. Who forgive all our sins? Because we can't forgive ourselves. He has to forgive us. Who heals all our diseases? Who redeems us from the life? Who redeems your life from the pit? And crowns you with love and compassion? Who satisfies your desires with good things? So that youth is renewed like an eagle. Just the fact that he forgives us is enough to praise us. To praise him. It's enough for us to raise our hands and tell God thank you. Because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But just the fact that he forgives us in the midst of our sin. Even when we don't deserve it. And when I'm praising and worship, you will hear me say it all the time. Because I, I know I am a filthy vessel. But God still, still decides to use me. Still decides to implant things in me. And I am forever grateful for it. So even when we don't deserve it, God still gives us that forgiveness. Still washes our sins away. Still gives us a renewing of life daily. He heals us. He delivers us. He sustains us. And who wouldn't want to serve a God like that? Psalms 34 and 8 tells us about the goodness of God. And the verse simply says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who take refuge in him. And we know during this pandemic, during a storm, during all that we have been through just in 2020 alone, we all need that place of refuge. And God will give us that peace that surpasses all understanding. Give us that comfort place. Give us that, that time just to be renewed. To keep us sane when we keep our mind on him. The goodness of God is one of the attributes of God, as well as a description of his very essence. God by nature is inherently good. As Psalms 34 and, 34 and 8 tells us, taste and see 
that the Lord is good. He is the foundation of goodness and everything good. He did not obtain it from any other source. People have good traits or do good deeds, but goodness is not our character. Our goodness only comes from God. Psalms 136 explains to us God's love. Praise ye the, God, praise ye the Lord. He is good. God's love never fails. Praise, praise God of all gods, for his love never fails. Praise the Lord of lords, for his love never fails. Only God works great miracles. God's love never fails. With wisdom, he made the sky. God's love never fails. The Lord stretched the earth over the ocean. You guessed it. God's love never fails. Never fails. He let the sun rule each day because his love never fails. He let the moon and the stars rule each night because his love never fails. And we can continue to go on and on and on. But one thing that I need you to understand is that God's love never fails. So no matter what you are going through right now in your life, your bills could be this high, your money could be this loaded and cut unemployment, the world is going to crap right now. But no one understands that God's love never fails. And not only can we stand knowing that his love will never fail, he has never made a promise to us that he has not kept. That is his job to keep his promise. It is our job to serve him and it is his job to keep his promise. So know always to trust in God because his love will never fail. Never fail. We are his children. He cares for us. He loves us. He will always protect us and provide for us. So when it feels like you are out of alignment or it feels like God is not there, go to your secret closet. Go read Psalms. Read where it says it in his word. Because his word will never change. And he will always be true to his word. And his love will never fail. So it doesn't matter what we're up against. It doesn't matter. Psalms 39, 139, 13 through 16 tells us about life and purpose in Christ. For we were created, for you were created in my most inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Our life has, our life has already been preordained. God made us. He sees us. He knows the very depth of our soul. He knows every one of our days. 
because he made us. So why worry? Why worry? Many of us always say, if I'm a worry, it doesn't make sense to pray. If I'm a pray, I can't worry. Why worry? The psalm is clear that none of us are an accident or a mistake. Each of us is known to God, willed by God, loved by God unconditionally. God knew every good thing we would ever do before we were even made. He also knew every bad thing, every sorrowful thing, every hurtful thing we'd ever do, but he loved us anyway. And in spite of that, he still created us. Lastly, Psalms 150 gives us direction on how to worship and be obedient. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his firmament of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellence and greatness. Praise him with the sound of a trumpet. Praise him with the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and, and organs. And we love to say this. But do we really stand by this? Let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Whether it's a good day or a bad day, there's still something that God has done that you can push through and give God praises for. Even on my worst day, God is still good. Even on your worst day, God is still good and still worthy to be praised. Worship is our expression to God. The first way that we express love to God is through our obedience to him. This proves to him that we love him and that we trust him. Faith pleases God. Faith is our trust. And faith is also showing love. If you know God well enough to love him, then you'll trust him. And if you trust him, you'll obey him. And because you obey him, you'll put all your faith in him. Everything that God asks us to do is a way that we can express our love to him. Obedience is expressing love to God. God summarizes all his, his, his commandments by giving us the commandment to love. He said, above all things, the greatest commandment is love. Love for thy neighbor, love for one another, love for him. God is love. The Bible reveals to us, when we know God, we love him. God desires that we express our love to him by obeying his voice this shows him that we love him and trust him and this is also the beginning of true worship there are certain things that i always tell my kids just to stay in alignment with god as christians we always get the mindset that we, we become Christians and all our problems go away. We won't have any, anything to worry about because God got us. But I always tell them, my greatest op obstacles came once I truly accepted Christ. 
Because the devil not going to bother you if you're on his team. If you his teammate, he's not bothering you. But when you decide to play on the other team, then he have to throw curveballs at you. Then he have to come towards you. So when you give your life to Christ and you decide to be in alignment with Christ, the first thing you should expect obstacles. But know that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Know and understand that all things work together for the good of those who love Christ. Then we should always look for the beauty of God. Not only through other people, but also in God's nature. Everything God created was good. It was for a purpose. From the birds in the air to the fowl of the land, everything God created was for us. Memorize verses and meditate on them day and night. The Bible tells us, Thy word I've hid in my heart so that I might not sin against them. Psalms 119 and 11. It's just like that child. When you teach them right from wrong, even when you're not in their presence, they're going to reflect on the things that you taught them. That's the same way with us as Christians. We have to put God's word in our heart. So even when we want to do wrong, even when our flesh wants to sin, even when our physical wants to sin, we can reflect on God's word. And we can hear that voice from the Holy Spirit telling us, nope, that's not where you're supposed to be. Nope, that's not what you're supposed to be doing. And always sing praises to God. Sometimes we go through things. We may, can't, we may not can form a prayer. We may not know how to form that prayer to get that prayer out. But always have a song in your heart because we can always revert to the comfort of that song. Just like the song I sung earlier, I love you. That song been ringing out in my spirit for weeks. And I told my husband, I said, I don't know. I don't know and I don't understand why all the millions of songs that I know, I, I, I can't even think of a song. Because in the midst of this storm, in the midst of what's going on, all the chaos that's going on, my mind and my heart and my soul just want the Lord to know that in the midst of all of this, Lord, I still love you. Lord, I love you, Lord, today. Because I know you care for me. And lastly, be expected. Just like if you work on a job for 40 hours, you expect a paycheck. Know and understand that the Lord has made a promise to us. So he don't expect us to go through all these things in life and not get rewarded for it. So be expected. Know that the Lord made his promise and he will hold his promise and he is true to his word. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Watch for him, wait for him, and always seek his face. Psalms 27 and 14. It is my prayer that no matter what you go through, that you can always find refuge in Christ and knowing that Christ is your savior. And I pray today that something was said that gives you that comfort of knowing that Jesus is always there for you. Even when you have nothing more to say, you can always go to Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd because that shows that relationship. I shall not want because it assures us that he will always supply our, need, our needs. He making me to lie down in green pastures because he will always give us rest. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now 
just once more and again to give you thanks. Dear God, thank you for everything that was said and done on this broadcast. Dear God, thank you for each and every person that tuned in. Dear God, I'm asking you right now that the word does not go out void, that it does not fall on deaf ears, dear God, but it changes someone's life, that it gives someone comfort, that it gives someone peace within you. And we will ever, forever give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. These blessings we ask in your name. Amen. Once again, thank you all for sharing your Sunday with me. Be blessed. I will make